For atrial fibrillation, oral anticoagulation remains the treatment of choice despite the potential of an antiplatelet regimen based on aspirin and clopidogrel. That's the main conclusion of the Active W trial, which was presented by Stuart Connolly from McMaster University. We chose to study aspirin and clopidogrel combination because this combination has been shown to have additive benefits over aspirin alone in a variety of other conditions, especially acute coronary syndrome and myocardial infarction. We hypothesized that the addition of clopidogrel to aspirin would have additional benefits in atrial fibrillation that might make it equivalent to warfarin. Can you characterize then the patient population that you had in the trial? Patients were eligible for this study if they had atrial fibrillation and at least one other risk factor for stroke. There were, in fact, 6,600 patients enrolled, and the two groups were evenly balanced for risk factors. 80% of patients were on treatment for hypertension. Presumably many of them were on oral anticoagulation therapy already. Yes, 77% of patients were on oral anticoagulant therapy at the time of entry into the study. And really active thus is a trial of switching from oral anticoagulant therapy to clopidogrel plus aspirin rather than a trial of evaluating these two drugs de novo. Now the trial was stopped early because a significant difference emerged between the two groups. Can you tell me what that difference was? When the trial was stopped, we analyzed the results, and, and they clearly show that there is an advantage to oral anticoagulant therapy. The primary outcome of the study was total vascular events. The event rates are 5.6% uh, on clopidogrel plus aspirin and 3.9% on oral anticoagulation, and that difference is highly statistically significant. As you said, though, this was a trial of switching. When you, when you take out that effect, when you look at patients who'd not been on prior oral anticoagulation, what do you see then? The treatment effects are considerably less for patients entering the trial not having experienced the anticoagulant. For bleeding, it's even more striking because the bleeding effects go in opposite directions. So there's less bleeding on clopidogrel plus aspirin if you haven't previously experienced warfarin, and there's more bleeding on clopidogrel plus aspirin if you have previously experienced warfarin. And warfarin being such a difficult drug to administer and get right, do you see differences according to how well the warfarin was administered in, in, in the group receiving it? That's the other thing that we examined. And we stratified patients according to whether they came from centers that offered optimal INR control with more than 65% of INR values in all patients in the therapeutic range. And we compared those to patients who came from centers that did not have optimal INR control. If you come from a center with optimal INR control, then there's a very striking advantage of being on oral anticoagulation for the primary outcome of total vascular events, for major bleeding, and for net benefit. On the other hand, for patients coming from centers that don't offer that kind of INR control, there seems to be very little advantage, if any, of being on oral anticoagulant therapy. What lessons can physicians take from the trial? There's a couple of key conclusions. The first, obviously, is that in a trial where patients are predominantly switching from oral anticoagulant therapy to clopidogrel plus aspirin, there's no advantage in doing so. In fact, it's quite unfavorable for patients. For patients who are coming new to either therapy, it's a little unclear, and in fact, our trial does not answer the question. And finally, there's clearly a huge importance in maintaining good INR control. There seems to be little advantage of oral anticoagulation over clopidogrel plus aspirin if you can't keep more than 65% of the INRs in the therapeutic range. Stuart Connolly from McMaster University in Hamilton, Ontario.